Today we're going to review an article from Time Magazine on food as medicine. Now don't be alarmed that we're doing Time Magazine. That's right. <laughs> but but the, the, reason it's, the reason we chose this is because it talks about a topic that we've been talking about for years. We have been talking long about it for a long time, yeah. You did that program right. about nutrition. And, um, but that was several years ago. And now this same kind of information is in a special uh, section of Time Magazine. Right. So to us means what's really hitting what we thought seemed cutting edge a few years ago is now becoming mainstream. Yes, mm -hmm. and it's really nice. And the, there is a link in the show notes to the Time Magazine article online. And the title is, Why Food Can Be the Best Medicine of All. Right. Um, it's written by, uh, by Alice Park. And it's, it does a really nice job of going through sort of some of the history, mm -hmm. some of the reasons why we think about and are moving in the direction of considering food as medicine. Food as medicine. It's a concept that uh, we talk about here in mm -hmm. our practice right. um, when we're affiliated with another practice in Sarasota mm -hmm. and they um, have hired a dietitian right. with a background in uh, this whole idea of food as medicine. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it is a an idea whose time right. is here. Right. Um, and so we want to talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. So <clears throat> in, in past podcasts, we've talked about the the importance of considering what you're eating, uh, that you're, the fuel that you give your body is the fuel that your body is going to use to, right. to function, and how we want to make sure that we give our bodies the best fuel possible. Right. Uh, so we want to think about what we're eating, how much sugar we're eating, mm -hmm. and uh, other inflammatory uh, agents that we're consuming on a regular basis, and try to eliminate some of those things. Right. And before we really launch into this, um, we want to say again, and we've said it before on the podcast, digestion the whole notion of extracting nutrients right. from what you eat um, is, is, it remains a mysterious science. Mm -hmm. um, w I had the good fortune of working uh, for a time with a, uh, uh, an expert mm -hmm. in nutrition right. who taught at uh, the University of Kentucky Medical School for 30 years, taught this to physicians. Mm -hmm. And he would always say, we really don't understand the digestion right. process. So when people say, well, I'm going to eat less of this than that, or I'm going to not eat this or eat that. It's a much. It's probably a much more complicated right. process than that, and yet there are people around the country, around the world, mm -hmm. but but around the United States, um, certainly uh, corn. Leslie Corn. Mm -hmm. You know, we've talked to her on the podcast. People who have, I think, started to um, get some useful uh, structure, right. develop a useful useful right. structure around this concept of um, using food to keep yourself healthy. Right. What things to avoid and what things to maybe add to your diet. Right, mm -hmm. absolutely. So <clears throat> the way that we're gonna talk about it today or the way that it's presented in this piece from, from Time Magazine, it goes a little bit further than what we've talked about before. Right. So we, mm -hmm. we've talked about sort of the general idea of what you're eating and, and how much of different things that you're eating. <clears throat> mm -hmm. But this article talks specifically about prescribing foods, uh, certain amounts of foods, right. certain types of foods, uh, where physicians are now prescribing foods to treat specific medical conditions. You actually write a prescription, right? You know, either for some doctors are writing prescriptions for particular food items mm -hmm. or um, uh, different kinds of recipes. They'll say, right. you know, use this recipe, and we'll talk about where those recipes are coming from. Right. And when we say prescription, we don't mean that they're writing a prescription that you take to the pharmacy or anything like that. Right. Uh, of course, what we're what we're meaning is that they're writing a prescription, meaning that this is a very specific 
approach that the physician's mm -hmm. talking about, and, and they may write it on a prescription pad for, right. for all we know, but um, they are talking about a very specific uh, treatment or very specific foods in this case that they right. want the patient to, to be consuming on a, on a prescribed basis, mm -hmm. how much each day, uh, so that they can treat their, their medical issues. Right. And so we're going to begin by um, talking about a particular individual. The article begins with a, with a discussion of an individual who um, had a num uh, numbness in his toe. Right. Um, the short story is that the toe ended up being amputated right. because it was a vascular problem mm -hmm. related to type 2 diabetes. Right. Type 2 diabetes is probably an epidemic right. in our country. Even, even right. youngsters, mm -hmm. uh, children who shouldn't get type 2 diabetes right. are getting it. It's an epidemic that can, for the vast majority of people, be completely prevented. Right. And one of the reasons that diabetes is talked about is that it's, it's related to the production of insulin. Right. And so you have a very specific hormone right. coming from a very specific organ, mm -hmm. which makes it easy to study. Right. So when we talk about type 2 diabetes, we know what causes it. Right. We know what hormone is involved, mm -hmm. and we know what organ of the body produces that. Right. The problem with digestion is not everything is so simple. Right. Okay. So you can take gluten or um, fats or other other items, and mm -hmm. and they go everywhere in the body. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the reason one of the reasons type two diabetes represents a good model to study mm -hmm. is is that we know where things are. Right. Okay. Right. So this man was uh, food insecure. And um, I think at one point was almost homeless. He was in right. poverty. But um, what they did is they changed his diet. Uh, mm -hmm. That was the treatment for right. him. And within, a, I think, a year or so, he had lost 60 pounds and his mm -hmm. blood sugar and all of his, uh, the, the, his blood chemistry had right. changed only with the change in diet. Right. Because what the doctor did is they, they sent him to um, a clinic, Geisinger Clinic, where, where, the, where he was being mm -hmm. treated in Pennsylvania. Um, had started a small program of changing right. diet, right. Uh, food intake, to uh, to treat type two diabetes, right. and in this case, it worked. And this is right. a guy who had few resources, right. but was able to do it. Was able to control his type two diabetes just through uh, a change in how, what he ate. Right. And what's great about this is again, this is in Time Magazine, and mm -hmm. we're we're hearing reading about this story. But we've had mm -hmm. many accounts of similar reactions or responses to right. improving one's diet and reversing uh, di diabetes and various forms of, of heart disease and other chronic medical conditions that have been it reversed or corrected just simply by changing, changing diets. Right, so, and we've heard about this for years. Yeah. People will tell you, I mean, just anecdotally, they'll mm -hmm. say, well, I went on this diet or that diet and I don't have to take medicine anymore, right. or I don't have to take injections, I can take pills. Right. And so we, we know that there's anecdotal evidence, just right. people talking about it over dinner. Mm -hmm. you know, they'll say, oh no, I don't have to do that anymore. And so we know that this can be done. I think what's happening now, it's become um, more of a routine, right. more of a, a, a practice that can be prescribed. Right. Right. So what this what this facility did at, at Geisinger um, mm -hmm. Health Systems, they provided this program <clears throat> called the Fresh Food Pharmacy. Three three Fs: Fresh Food and Pharmacy is with an F. With a farm, yeah. F-A-R-M. Right. And, and what that did was provide <clears throat> healthy foods, just healthy vegetables right. and healthy meats and and various 
various foods for people who can come in and you know they know that whatever they're going to get there is going to be right. relatively anything healthy for they them. pick there mm-hmm. is good because what what happened like with this uh, man in the beginning of the story he was really living on fast food and mm-hmm. easy food and things you can right. microwave and freeze right. and those are usually processed and if it's processed it's high in things right. like sugar and fat that people with diabetes should be avoiding right okay? so but if you go into the fast food pharmacy um, anything you pick fresh there, food fresh food pharmacy is <laughs> fast food, right? Um, kind of a White House dinner. Um, and so um, anything you get there is healthy. It's good for you. You can right. eat it. And, and, <clears throat> and the, the amazing thing about it is that it's funded through grants and different mm-hmm. things. So all the foods there are free. Yeah. So people can go there like this person who was, mm-hmm. as you said, food insecure. He was living below the poverty level. And he was able to go in and get recipes right. as well as the foods all for free right. to make sure that he was eating healthy and because one well. of the complaints you hear is that to get these foods I mean it's too expensive it's too expensive for many mm-hmm. people fresh food happens to be more expensive and we've talked the whole whole foods thing where right. yeah the food is great but who can afford it right um, and so what these programs do is they make these things available mm-hmm. to people who are um, below the poverty line or food mm-hmm. insecure um, and here's a place, and there's another place, in, uh, they're doing it in California, they're right. doing it in Pennsylvania, where um, communities are coming together right. to uh, provide these nutrient-rich foods mm-hmm. uh, to people who otherwise would not have access. Right, right. <coughs> so, so through this program, uh, they mm-hmm. were able to take this person, this man, who was you know, otherwise in really a, a really difficult situation with his diabetes and with his mm-hmm. overall health mm-hmm. and again within a year or so reverse that they significantly improved his, his yeah, overall well-being mm-hmm. and uh, helped him lose a, he lost about 60 pounds as right. you said mm-hmm. um, and his A1C levels and other uh, markers for diabetes were vastly improved within mm-hmm. a year of just um, eating healthy right I was surprised that he was able to lose that much weight that right. quickly well he was probably obese to right. begin with but still 60 pounds for a man who doesn't have complete control mm-hmm. of his circumstances, right. I think it's pretty astonishing right. uh, results in a short, very short period, about a year and a half, I think, right. it was 18 months, had lost 60 pounds, which is a safe way to lose weight, mm-hmm. okay, um, and has been able to keep it off, yeah. you know, just by, by uh, eating these foods. He did stop for a while, mm-hmm. you know, he went on the diet, lost the weight, and said, okay, I'm healthy again, so he went back to some of his old habits, right. and um, started to gain the weight again, and then went back on the diet. Right. And I think he's doing well now. Yeah. yeah. So, so again, this is a great example of mm-hmm. the benefits of, of a prescribed diet uh, and eating, <coughs> eating healthy to to improve our, our health. And and there, you know, I, I think that it's important that we talk a little bit about research and why you know how we get to know that this is going to be helpful. That's right. Because one of the, as we said at the beginning, one of the problems with um, food as medicine is it's much more difficult right. to study right. than a pill. Mm-hmm. You know, if you you can take a person, maintain everything mm-hmm. that they're currently doing, right. add a pill, right. add a medication, mm-hmm. and you're reasonably sure that if changes occur, it's because of the medication. Right. And you it's, can monitor blood levels <laughs> to make sure that they're taking the medicine and how much right. the medicine there's in their system and things like you that. You can even take pills that tell us whether you're taking them or not. Right. You know, there's a little electronic right. strip exactly. in there, and we know whether you're taking it or not. The trouble with medicine is that if we tell you add almonds to your diet, 
or, or add all of food, yeah, with food, mm -hmm. right? Um, how do you know that it's right? You know, you say, well, don't eat any more fried foods. Well, okay, but that's just one of many variables, right? So it's much more difficult to say it's the blueberries or it's the right. it's the fresh fruit or it's the fresh vegetables right. that did it because it's, digestion is a much more complex process. Right, and, and not to mention that we know that there's research <clears throat> demonstrating that uh, that each of us, based upon our genetic background, right. we're gonna to respond to different things in a different way. So you have to explain that. Well, Remember the, the seaweed thing? Yeah, yeah it, which was fascinating <clears throat> because you know we, we often think of, um, and I don't remember the name of the seaweed, uh, from oh, I think nori, the, nor yeah something like nori? that around Japan, mm -hmm. and that they would use in 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 their dishes and with uh, sushi and things, and everybody talks about how wonderful this this right. seaweed is, um, and how healthy it is, and how it, well, they did some research and they found that it's wonderful for people with um, I think it was Japanese if, ancestry, their genetic history. If you have that genetic code, yeah, okay, if your if your genes metabolize right. seaweed mm -hmm. it's great for you right if but I go over there and do it it means nothing because my genetic system right. doesn't process it in right. the same way the yeah. same thing they, they found the same thing with dairy mm -hmm. that there are people oh, yeah. from certain regions um, northern Europe Scandinavia and in the um, in certain regions of Africa mm -hmm. people from those regions process milk and dairy very well right other people don't we don't I think of the Eskimos right you know we talk about do a low-fat diet yeah they blubber, you know, right? They well blubber, but their genetic, their genetics, process that differently right. than ours right. would, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so, so there, there are those kinds of differences as well that we can't always can't measure. Control. That's right. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so research is really difficult right. when it comes to uh, food um, and, and trying to assess whether or not food is beneficial or not right. uh, with treating different conditions. And that's why we study animals. Right. Okay. The, the reason we use animals for food research is because we can control their diet. We right. can say, we can control everything mm -hmm. except one item. And we right. say, okay, now we're gonna add right. uh, omega-3. Okay? Right. You can't do that with humans. Right. I mean, you can't control a human's diet or genes. You right. can also control the genes of these laboratory animals, which we do. Right. Okay? Um, so we know we control their genetic makeup, we control everything, and then we add one item. The digestive process is remarkably similar right. in animals and humans, right. okay? And so that's why we study animals. So when we say, well, that's what it is in rats, or that's what it is in mice, yeah, but it's probably the same in humans. Right. A little more complex, but it's probably a very similar result in humans. Right. The only difference is that we can't control all the other variables in humans. Right. But there's another thing that we're gonna talk about in a minute, and that is that diet is only one of four things right. that we need to be concerned about. Right. And we'll talk about that shortly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yes, the research is difficult to do in humans. Mm -hmm. The other thing is is that changes in your diet take, take longer to assess. Right. Okay, uh, a pill can act almost immediately. Right. I so mean, even long acting, like even medications where we say, well, you have to wait a month. Mm -hmm. You might have to wait longer than a month to assess the changes brought about by a food item. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, in this example, you know, it, it was a year. Right. Um, now, certainly he was seeing some improvements before the year uh, right. marker, but it, it, it could take, um, well, any, any of you who have ever gone on a diet or tried to, <sighs> to improve your, your meal plan know that 
you know, there, there's some challenges, especially after the first couple of weeks, but to we have a colleague here in the office because you're not who necessarily has tried the ketogenic diet. And, you know, the first few weeks found, found it to be very frustrating that right. she was restricting all these things in her diet, but mm -hmm. wasn't uh, seeing any of, the, any of the benefits of losing any weight or anything right. like that. Um, but then after that, after that mm -hmm. sort of initial hump, uh, then she started seeing some of those benefits. Right. And so it does take a little bit of time when it comes to, you know, mm -hmm. changing your diet and changing the way that you're eating to see some of those physical improvements. That's right. One of the, one of the very good examples of this is um, cholesterol, right. okay? Um, we now have the ability to measure all cholesterol levels, mm -hmm. to measure cholesterol levels very precisely. Right. And so therefore we can, we can use the statin drugs mm -hmm. to reduce it. Right. Well, it's much easier to add statins right. and then measure your blood sugar and mm -hmm. say, oh, you, you took this medication and now your cholesterol levels are coming down. Right. It's more, it takes longer with food. Mm -hmm. okay? that's, what, right. that's what is frustrating to people is that it takes a little bit longer. You're going to get the same result. Right. It just takes, a, it, it's a longer process right. and you have to be patient. Right. Okay? It will happen, but you have to be patient. Many of us don't want to be patient. Right, and for the most part, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. We we don't like patient. Fix it. We, we we just want it to be ready. We want it to be done. We want it to be fixed. But we're using medication to fix our food mistakes. Right. And that's that's what troubles us. Right. Is that you're you're making nutritional mistakes by mm -hmm. eating foods that you shouldn't eat, or not exercising, or not managing stress, and then you use medication to fix it. Right. And that's the black hole that we want to avoid. Right. Is that. You know, if, if you have some real medical condition and you need medication, whether it's a mental illness or a physical illness, by all means, take it. But don't take medication to fix a, a nutritional mistake right. that, that is fixed by changing the nutrition. Right, absolutely. And so there, there are a lot of programs and individuals out there talking <coughs> about this mm -hmm. to give us some guidance for this. Right. One, of the, one of the first uh, was Andrew Weil, right. um, and he mm -hmm. was one of the... You know, I don't know when he first brought, came mm. out with his things. It was at least in the 90s, if not oh, the 80s, yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe even before then, that he started talking about this whole concept of mm -hmm. what we're eating and, and um, sort of that holistic approach to right. practicing medicine. And it was fascinating because he was from Harvard, right? He was a he was he taught at Harvard Medical School. Yeah. I mean, he was a classically trained physician. Mm -hmm. Um, who went through the typical medical school curriculum of mm -hmm. if you have a problem you do medicine and he kept asking these questions about and he realized early on mm -hmm. that we were fixing nutritional errors by giving people right. medications and so his uh, solution was why don't we fix the nutritional errors right. then we don't have to use medication right. and that started this whole concept of food as, as medicine. Right. Mm -hmm. Now around the same time there were uh, other people right. coming out and talking about the same thing, right. but we think of Andrew Weil because he was mainstream. You know, mm -hmm. he was, um, you know, he had that bushy white beard and, yeah. you know, he was, he would go on all the talk shows and mm -hmm. he was, he would really... He was very articulate. He was right. engaging as a, he was good on TV, right. you know, which um, helps. He was gentle and, and, right. and, yeah. But you know, Massachusetts, I mean, he was at Harvard. Massachusetts was one of the early states to adopt mm -hmm. this whole notion. Right. In fact, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Massachusetts, mm -hmm. and it, Blue Cross Blue Shield changes from state to state, um, began covering, um, Blue Cross Blue Shield began covering healthy meals mm -hmm. for people with congenital heart failure, right. which again was one of those um, 
almost said easy to fix problems. Not easy to fix, it's easy to measure right. your heart health right. um, and to see whether, uh, to determine whether diet is making a difference. It, it was, mm -hmm. and so Blue Cross Blue Shield right. began reimbursing for these meals. Again, it gives people who couldn't otherwise afford these things mm -hmm. access to nutritional right. uh, meals. Right. So the insurance companies are covering it. So that was in Massachusetts. We've seen similar programs in Cleveland, and there's a farmer's market in Cleveland, mm -hmm. and it makes me want to talk about that here in our area. Yeah, um, we have a we have a world class grocery store mm -hmm. founded here called Publix. I think they would be interested in right. something like that, yeah. where you you make these things available, you get community resources together right. and, and exactly. make foods available. They're doing it in Cleveland, they're doing it in Pennsylvania, they're doing right. it in Massachusetts, California, California. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, so there are these programs, these model programs yeah. out there right. that, that can be replicated in different mm -hmm. states and different communities. Right. And, um, but, but there are some obstacles to this. There, there are obstacles to fixing medical conditions with, with food, but there's also right. you know, obviously complications and obstacles in creating these types of programs. Right. You know, money is, of course, a, a massive issue because right. um, you have to have the funds to, to support this, that, that fresh Fresh food fresh pharmacy, food pharmacy. Uh, would be really that would be a really expensive right. um, endeavor. Right. Certainly worth it, and certainly cheaper to to treat issues that way than it would be through surgeries and, and other medical and medications. Approaches. You know, we're right. talking about uh, how expensive drugs are. There's a, a congressional committee right now mm -hmm. investigating the rising cost of drugs. You right. know, uh, the average American spends. $1,400 a year on medication, right. the average American. Right. I don't take medication, which means somebody's spending 2800 right. you know, $200 a month. Um, and so um, it is expensive yeah. you know, um, when, you, when you look at it that way. Yeah. The medications are becoming more and more expensive, and if a, if a person is on two or three or four medications, right. imagine the cost. Right. Whereas food could be a, a che much cheaper, much less expensive alternative. Right, mm -hmm. right. So, so that is certainly uh, an obstacle when it comes to creating these types of programs and, mm -hmm. and services in different communities. Uh, but, th but as we talked about earlier, there's obstacles as it relates to just demonstrating the efficacy <coughs> of food to treat some of these medical conditions right. uh, for all the reasons we talked about earlier. Yeah, it's hard to measure. Um, right. it, it takes longer and it's harder to measure. And you can't control everything, we, as we said earlier, um, you live, the, you have this complicated mm -hmm. life, you know, right. so you can say, well, I'm going to start eating fresh fruits. Well, okay, that's, that's worthwhile, it's worth mm -hmm. doing, but there are other things right. that you need to be aware of. Right. Not only other foods, but we said earlier in the program that nutrition is one of four, one of four things. Um, uh, elements that we need to be aware of. You right. also need to exercise. Right. You, you can't just change your diet and, and not exercise. Right. You can't just change your diet and not manage your stress. Right. Okay. So you can't just change your diet and have a disruptive sleep cycle. Right. Okay. So it's a it's an integrated approach, mm -hmm. and you have to be managing all four. Right. Um, so diet, exercise, sleep, and uh, stress stress management. management. Yeah, you have to be doing all of those. Uh, again, if you just exercise but you keep eating at McDonald's, and we right. had that study a few right. years ago where that guy, world class athlete, mm -hmm. did everything the same but started eating fast foods. And he got sick. I mean, he had right. to be hospitalized because right. his liver and kidneys began to shut down. And so uh, it's an integrated approach right. of, of, uh, of good health. Um, I, I'm concerned about, about youngsters right. who are 
who are moving in the, that's everybody's concern, mm -hmm. is that young children who shouldn't be getting diabetes right. mm -hmm. are getting diabetes because they're not managing these four things. Right, so. and, right. and so it's, it's, there's a, a lot of education that has to happen, a lot of guidance and, and monitoring and supervision mm -hmm. from, from parents and experts to make sure that families, um, family units are mm -hmm. doing all four of these things right. and, and working to, to live a healthy lifestyle, but certainly to mm -hmm. eat, eat well. Right. You know, we mentioned Andrew Weil, who was sort of the godfather of all this mm -hmm. stuff, um, but also Dean Ornish was one mm -hmm. of the early proponents of, um, and I can remember when his book arrived, it was, it was really groundbreaking um, work, and again, he popularized the notion. But he did um, studies with people with congenital heart failure, right. and um, they, did, they did studies where they actually compared diet and exercise to uh, right. diabetes drugs, right. a, a specific diabetes drugs, and um, they found that the, um, the diet and exercise group did two times better right. than the medication only group. Right. And so, yes, the medications will work and they'll work faster, but people who changed two of those four elements, diet and exercise, actually had a 58% mm -hmm. reduction in symptoms, whereas the medication only group had a 31%. So right. it's almost twice, twice the result uh, right. just by changing your diet. Right. Um, there are other studies, there have been other studies. Um, the uh, United States government is conducting some right now, um, continuing this research, comparing drugs to diet and exercise. Um, but one of the most, um, the United States government now has this year, I think this year or late last year, there is a study group, mm -hmm. uh, U.S. Congress uh, has, has started a study group, um, and it's food as medicine. Right. Okay. And so... Um, now the federal government is getting behind mm -hmm. this um, notion of food as medicine, and so that brings renewed um, optimism right. that we might be headed in the right direction. Or at least you, some funding to do some more research. To do and research and to study it and study the effects. programs. Yeah. Um, you've all heard of the Mediterranean diet. Right. You know, what, what is it about that diet that, um, that is so good? Well, now we can do research right. on the Mediterranean diet. So, um, so that's reason for optimism right. that we're going to continue moving in this direction. Beyond that, so you say, well, what's the next step? What? So now what? Well, mm -hmm. I think the first thing everybody can do, and, and certainly there's a lot of information out there today that diet and exercise are mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, not only useful, perhaps more useful than medications, mm -hmm. okay? But the uh, there's a new book out called um, Eat to Beat Disease right. by William Lee, L.I. And I have to get this book because what he talks about is specific amounts of food. Right. Specific doses. <laughs> doses of food, mm -hmm. you know, which is a bizarre concept when right. you think of, you know, don't just eat blueberries, eat this, this many. Right. You know, you have to eat this many blueberries to get the effect. Wouldn't that be wonderful right. if you could say, you have to eat this much fish right. every week. Right. That would be really helpful. Right. But um, but that's that's one of the research um, avenues that mm -hmm. people are pursuing mm -hmm. now is, is there a certain amount of each food right. that we should be consuming, that right. this particular individual should be consuming? Like medicines, you should take 10 milligrams or I have to take 20 milligrams. Right. Okay. Um, so we'll have to keep an eye on this.
see what that research leads to. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. there, there's going to be more and more research coming out about this, right. and we will work to keep you guys up to date yeah. um, so that you can make some adjustments. But definitely mm -hmm. look into uh, some, of these, um, some of these opportunities, some right. of these And we're going to continue our work in this area yeah. because we continue to talk about uh, nutrition, good sleep habits, mm -hmm. regular exercise, and how do you manage stress? Because if you put stress into this mix, right. It's all going to come apart. Absolutely. So all four of these things you have to you have to address all four of these things. Absolutely. Okay? Um, and so we'll be we'll be returning to this topic occasionally. We certainly right? certainly will. Okay. okay. So all right. Well, that is it for today. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid.